I want to share with you a message that I call reaping from a field I did not sow. Reaping from a field I did not sow. Now, if you're not familiar with what sowing and reaping means, let me explain. Reaping is when you harvest the fruit or the uh, whatever it is that you're growing. Sowing is when you plant the seeds. And so the, the law of sowing and reaping is in the Bible. In fact, Genesis 8.22 said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Now, that's important for you to understand today. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. There is a law of sowing and reaping. You know, you can take a, a seed and just drop it on the ground sometimes, and it'll just, it'll somehow get covered up. It'll get down in the dirt. The nutrients it needs will cause it to break open, and something will grow and produce fruit just by this miraculous law that God put into place. John 12, 24, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. I'm talking about the law of sowing and reaping and how that you and I are to be reaping from a field that we did not sow. We're to harvest fruit that you and I did not plant. Now, stick with me because it's going to get good here in a little while. In this law of sowing and reaping, we see that, first of all, something old has to die before something new can begin. Now, that's a word right there for somebody. You've been hanging on to something old, and you won't let it go, and that's why you don't have something new. Maybe it's your way of thinking or your way of dieting or your way of living or your way of reading the Word or your way of doing ministry of the way you treat your husband or your wife. But if you want something new, most of the time, something old has got to die first. That's the first principle of sowing and reaping is the seed has to die before it can become something new. Number two, the seed has value. It's not that you're planting or sacrificing nothing. You're sacrificing something of value. You could eat the seed. Now, that's a lot of people's problem is that God gives them seed to sow, to plant, and what they do is they eat it. They just consume it in the right now instead of sowing it. It could be your money. It could be your health. It could be your spiritual walk. It could be a lot of things. But you want the right now, so you take the seed God has given you and you enjoy it instead of sacrificing it, putting it in the ground and being patient and getting a harvest to come up later on. Am I talking to somebody today? Come on. The seed has value. You're not sacrificing nothing. You're sacrificing value. But once the seed is planted, something miraculous happens. Something we can't explain, something we can't make happen, the seed dies, but it doesn't just die. When it dies, something grows out of it. Come on. Have you ever seen the videos where they take a seed and they plant it in a box that has a clear edge and you can see a time lapse of how the seed grows in there and all of a sudden something pops out of it? And you know, we can't make that happen. No scientist can make that happen. We can create the environment. We can nurture it. We can water it. We can make sure some squirrel doesn't dig it up. But at the end of the day, somebody else, God Almighty, causes the seed to miraculously burst forth with new life. And then something greater is produced. What does that thing do? It's this tiny little seed, but when you plant it and it dies and a miracle takes place, it blossoms and it grows up out of the ground and it produces what? Fruit. 
Have you ever noticed that the size of an apple seed is really small, but what you eat when you eat an apple is really big? And inside the apple is even more seeds. Are you hearing me today? This is the process of sowing and reaping that we see every day in our life and in our world. And sometimes we forget it's a law that God has created for us to live by. It won't go away as long as earth remains the law of sowing and reaping. Something has to die before something new can begin. The seed is sacrificed and the seed is valuable. Then something miraculous happens. The seed doesn't just die, it produces something new. And that that is being produced causes a harvest to take place. Do you have that in your mind and in your heart today? Amen. This not only applies to the farmers in the field, it applies in the spirit realm and in your natural life here today. Because Christianity is based on the law of sowing and reaping. Let me say that to you again. Sowing and reaping is not some fringed thing that God has given us that we can participate in if we want to. The foundation of Christianity is based upon sowing and reaping. And so you might think to yourself, okay, well, what do I need to sow in order to reap what God has for me? Nothing. Hold on. Let me get to where I'm going. There is a time for God's children to sow our own seeds. There is a time for us to sow money into the kingdom. There's a time for us to sow time into other people's lives. There's a time for us to sow effort and prayers and other things, and they will produce a harvest in our life. But I'm talking about the things that we receive from God, the foundation of our Christian life. Hallelujah. In fact, most of the things that you plant in your life don't produce a harvest for you. Let me say that again. I think of the Apostle Paul who said this. He said, you know, for me to live is Christ and for me to die is gain. And he went on to say that if I go, if I die, I go to be with Jesus. That's good for me. But if I stay here, I continue to preach Christ and that's good for you. He was sacrificing his life, planting his life. His seed wasn't for himself. It was for other people. Now, that's another sermon unto itself, but I want you to catch that today. Yes, we will sow our seeds, but we're not living off the seeds that we've sown. Have you hearing me today? Come on. We're living off of somebody else's harvest today. Can I tell you something today? The greatest things I reap from God don't come from the things I sow. See, most people have a work wages mindset, and that's how they live. I get what I earn. And you don't, you don't even realize how much that is embedded into your life. Your adult life has been constantly bombarded with the message that you get what you earn. That if you have a great relationship, it's because you earned it. If you have a great job, you earned it. You have a, a, a good finances, you earned it. Have you ever been doing good in life and you felt like you were kind of better than everyone else? Come on, be honest. Then all of a sudden the job fell apart and the finances fell apart and your health fell apart and you got humbled a little bit and you realized you weren't as great as you thought you were? Come on, are you with me today? We have this work wages mindset that the way life works is that you get what you earn. You work hard, you think hard, you make good choices, and you get what you earn. I came to tell somebody, I'm not earning what I receive from God. I'm harvesting it today. Hallelujah. I didn't plant the seed, though. It came from somebody else's field. Are you with me so far? I'm reaping from another man's field. I want to read you in Joshua chapter 24. God's about to take the children of Israel into the land of promise. In fact, he has taken them in, and he says this to Joshua. He says, I gave you land which you had not labored for. I gave you cities which you had not built. 
and you lived in them. You are eating of vineyards and olive groves which you didn't plant. Can I tell you something? The kingdom of God is not based on works and wages, how hard you work and how smart you are and how good your decisions are and, and what you've earned in your life. When you look in the mirror and you see yourself, what you're seeing is maybe a look at the works and wages mindset. I see me and this is what I've earned and this is what I'm worth and I surround myself with things and I think that because I'm good, I've got good things around me or if I don't, I have bad things around me. I'm here to tell you that's not how the kingdom works. The kingdom doesn't work off works and wages. It works off sowing and reaping. What you do is you reap, but you don't reap from your own field. You reap from somebody else's field today. God said, Joshua, I'm taking to you, you to a place that you didn't work for. I'm going to feed you food you didn't plant. You're going to reap a harvest that you didn't plant. Come on, somebody. So whose field are we reaping from? Let's read Galatians chapter 3 together. It says, brethren, I speak in terms of human relations. Verse 15. Even though it is only a man's covenant, yet when, he has been, when it has been ratified, no one sets it aside or adds conditions to it. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Did you hear that? The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say and to seeds, plural, as referring to many, but rather to one and to your seed. That is Christ. What I am saying is this. The law which came 430 years later does not invalidate a covenant previously ratified by God so as to nullify the promise. For if the inheritance is based on law, which is works and wages, then it is no longer based on a promise. But God has granted it to Abraham by means of a promise. Who is the seed that I'm reaping a harvest from? His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I came to tell somebody today there is a seed that has been planted that produces a harvest that God is offering for you today. He's saying, I'm taking you to a place where you're going to eat of the fruit that you didn't plant. Come on. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3, the first prophecy of Jesus. The Bible says that the seed of Eve will crush the head of the serpent. Genesis 22, the first promise of Jesus. God says, in your seed, Abraham, the world will be blessed. Matthew 3, Jesus comes up out of the water and the, the voice from heaven says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. What is the son but the heir and the seed of God? Can I tell you something today? The seed of God is Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus has been planted so that you and I could eat of the harvest of his life. Oh, you better get that today. Hallelujah. When you get out in your world tomorrow and you're working hard and you're looking at the results of your life and it's not producing what you think and so you try to work harder and you try to be better and you try to be smarter and it still doesn't work and you start looking at brother so-and-so or the people that live across the street and the devil starts telling you, you know what? They're better than you. You're just not as good as they are. You're just not as valuable as they are. You're just not as wise as they are. And he starts getting you into that work wages mindset. You remind yourself that's not where your sustenance comes from. Yours comes from the fruit that's been planted. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the seed of God planted. And the seed has value. Are you catching this today? I think of the life of Jesus here on earth. He could have just 
remain. You remember the scripture in John that said, now if a seed just dies, if it, or if it just abides alone, it never produces nothing. Come on. Think of the life of Jesus. He could have been what they wanted him to be. He could have just been born in the year he was born, grown up. He could have done what they wanted him to do. They wanted him to become the leader, the king, the earthly king of Israel, and to destroy the Romans, gather an army, set Israel free, and they could live here on earth with God's blessings upon them. That, he could have done that. And what would have happened is after his lifetime, when it came to an end, all of it would be all over with. It would just be a footnote that we're remembering in history. There was value in that. He could have done some good in the time he was here. But instead of doing that, he sacrificed that and he died upon the cross of Calvary so that he could produce something better. You see, the people living in his day didn't want him to die. They wanted him to rise to power. What they didn't know was Jesus wasn't just a king. He was a seed. He was being planted so that he could bring forth something better. He was bringing forth something better for us. Oh, on that Saturday after his death, they must have thought, what a waste. What a waste of talent. They didn't know the harvest that he was producing, that God was planting his own seed in the ground in Jesus Christ. And when they laid him in that empty tomb and he died on that Friday, I want you to know, he wasn't just dead. Then the miracle happened. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't just lay in the tomb dead and he's still there and there's just bones and DNA left over? Aren't you glad that the tomb is empty today? The same way that little seed, it just dies in the ground. Then all of a sudden, something bursts out of it and new life begins. On that third day early in the morning, Jesus burst forth with new life and he began to grow. His spirit began to grow and produce fruit that you and I can eat off of today. Hallelujah. I'm glad Jesus came to life and his resurrection has produced so much for us. Glory be to his name. A harvest. You see, Jesus is the seed. God planted him. He died on the cross. He went into the ground. Three days later, he produced a harvest that you and I can eat from today. Today, you and I are walking through the garden of Jesus. Before us is the fruit from a seed we didn't plant. Can I tell you, every day I get up, I eat from a fruit that I didn't plant. I eat from a garden that I didn't sow. I reap a harvest that I didn't plant one seed for. It came from Jesus. Can you give him glory today? Thank you, Jesus. There's a harvest in the garden of Jesus. There is salvation. That means that the punishment that I deserve for my sin can be wiped clean. The sins that I committed yesterday and today and tomorrow and all of it is just wiped clean. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? You can't find the blood of Jesus in a self-help book. You can't find the blood of Jesus at the counselor's office. You can't find the blood of Jesus in good works. You can't find the blood of Jesus in a place where you can pay for it. The only place you can find the blood of Jesus is in the garden of God where the seed has been planted. Come on. In the garden of Jesus is eternal life. Not only does he forgive our sins, but he gives us eternal life. That means we live forever. Oh, the greatest peace of our life is knowing that even if I die today, I go to be in the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gives us eternal life in the garden of Jesus. Not only that, the, the fruit that's growing in the garden of Jesus is healing. Glory to God. You know, I used to always think of healing 
as a physical healing, but can I tell you today that it's not just physical healing, it's wholeness. It's spiritual healing. It's mental healing. Most of us today have more spiritual, soulish, mental, emotional healing that we need than physical healing. We're constantly depressed and bombarded with sorrow and worry and anxiety and, and fear, the opposite of the very things God gives to us. But in the garden of Jesus is a fruit that you didn't plant, but you can eat from it. It is the fruit of healing. You see, Jesus heals us when we're saved. He makes us whole as we're his children. Glory to his name. I don't care what you're facing, what trouble. It could be a financial sickness you have today, but in the garden of Jesus, there is healing for your finances. In the garden of Jesus is rest. There's peace. Stop struggling. Amen? Come on. Are you hearing me today? Stop struggling. Because the, the, the reaping of the harvest just requires you to eat it. That's all. When Jesus said, come to me, I'll give you rest, he didn't say you're never going to work again. He said you're not going to work for your place again. I'm giving you your place because you're my son. Hallelujah. You're my daughter. I'm giving you your place. Now, we've got work to do because we need to tell other people that they can become his sons and daughters too. Come on. He's telling us rest. You don't have to look in the mirror and wonder if you've been good enough for God today. You don't have to wonder if God loves you enough to heal you and take care of you. He promised he would. There's rest in the garden of Jesus. Hallelujah. Today, once again, we're walking through the garden of Jesus, and before us is the fruits of blessings around us. We're going to eat from the fruit that we didn't plant. We're going to enjoy the blessings that we didn't earn. We're going to enjoy things that Jesus planted, that his life earned, that he got for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how do we do that? Pastor, what does it mean to, to go through the garden of Jesus and eat of the fruit that he planted? Well, you receive it by faith. Let me say that again. You receive it by faith. You just, you just not only believe it, you take hold of it. Some of you need to get that because you've believed in it, but you never took hold of it. Come on. For some reason, we're real good at taking hold of the lie. You remember in the Garden of Eden, there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And they weren't supposed to eat of it because in the day they did, they would surely die. What does that mean? That means that they would become aware of their sin that they had just committed. They would realize they weren't worthy of God. And in that moment, their innocence would be taken from them. They would be declared guilty and death. The spirit of death would come upon them. The thing that you and I are experiencing today, the reason that you're getting older is because we're living in a world and in a body where death is occurring. You're not going to live forever this way. Come on, you hearing me? So what did Satan, that old serpent, he came to Eve, and he convinced her to do what? Take and eat. He convinced her, don't just believe what I'm telling you, that you're going to become like God. Grab a hold of it and consume it. Why is it that we're, we're so bound and it's so easy for us to believe that you're no good, that you're going to fail? that your marriage is over, that your children are going to be in bad places, that your church is, is not doing as well as it should, that your, that your finances are going to fall apart. Why is it so easy for us to take and grab hold of the lie when God is saying to you, in my garden are the blessings, hallelujah, I want you to take it and eat it. Because in the same garden where the tree of knowledge and good and evil is was the tree of life. 
And the Bible says that if they would have eaten of that tree, they would have lived eternally forever. Can I tell you who the tree of life is? His name is Jesus. And we partake of that tree, we receive life everlasting. And it doesn't even matter if we know that we've done evil. We receive because we take, we grab hold, and we eat. How do you receive you know, you believe in the harvest and you grab it, you take hold of it, you say, it's mine, I receive it today. Let me read to you in Matthew 26, 26 through 28. Last week we shared communion and this is the first communion that we see in scripture. It says, while they were eating, Jesus took some bread and after blessing, he broke it and he gave it to the disciples and he said, take, eat. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is speaking to you today. There is something I'm offering you that you didn't earn, something that I planted for you through my son. There's a salvation, a miracle, a healing, a blessing, a new life. you got to let go of some old things, but I've got something new for you. It's there, but you've got to believe in it. Not only believe in it, you've got to take it and eat it, consume it within yourself, say it's mine. I receive it today. I'm not letting go of it. I'm taking it into myself. Maybe you've spent your whole life thinking you're getting what you deserve, that the only rewards you will receive come from what you've earned, and that maybe you're just not good enough to earn what everybody else does. But can I tell you, God's not your boss. He's your father. Let me say that again to somebody. God's not your boss. He's your father. Hallelujah. He's your father, and the children don't receive wages they earn. They receive what the father gives them. And what the father is offering you today is what Jesus has planted himself. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, I got to remind myself from time to time, I'm not earning what God gives me. I am reaping in a field that I did not sow. I'm enjoying the benefits of the life of somebody else who gave himself up so that I could be saved, so that I could have eternal life, so that I could be healed, so that I could be blessed, so that I could be at rest. Oh, I'm enjoying the blessings of God. And not one time, not one time did I do something to earn any of it. But my Jesus... Oh, my Jesus. Can somebody just praise him today? Is he your Jesus? Hallelujah. Oh, I want you to know that song, The Garden. In the Garden comes to me today because I feel like in the spirit realm, I'm just walking through the garden of God and there's fruit all over the place from the, from the blessings of God. There's just goodness everywhere and it's, it's been laid up there for me and all I've got to do is take and eat. Hallelujah. All I got to do is just possess it, just grab hold of it and take it within myself. Hallelujah. I don't want to take what the devil has to offer. I don't want to believe the lie. I want to believe God's word. I want to receive God's word. I want to take it today. How many of you would say, Pastor, I'm taking what God is offering me today. I'm taking what God is offering me today. Hallelujah. Give him a hand of praise in this house today. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. So would you stand to your feet at this time? And I want to direct you in prayer today. I want to direct you in the spirit realm. Just close your eyes for a moment. And I want you right now to just, just imagine you're walking through the garden of God. That every plant in there produces something good. It could be finances or it could be just a great testimony or a new friend. Maybe you've been lonely. A new friend, a new companion. Maybe it's a peace in your mind. You've been anxious and worried. But everywhere you walk, there's a fruit that's got some blessing on it. And you know that every one of those plants 
was planted when Jesus was placed in the ground. That, that day, 2,000 years ago, that they put him in that tomb, that he burst forth with life. And now you're walking through this beautiful garden that God planted with all this wonderful fruit. And all you've got to do is take and eat. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. What do you see that you need? Is it finances? Take it and eat it today. Are you, are you just in the spirit realm? And if you have to with your hands, do it. Just reach out and grab what God has for you. Is it mental peace? Just reach out off of the, off of the vine and grab that fruit and take it and eat it today. Hallelujah. Is it finances today? Are you always behind and struggling? Just reach out and, and take off of the tree that Jesus produced and eat it today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Because you see, God planted this garden for you. God planted this harvest for you to take. He planted it for you to take. Come on, somebody. He planted it for you to take today. Reach out there and grab your harvest today. Glory be to his name. And when you've grabbed it, lift your hands and give him praise and thanks today. Thank you, Jesus.